Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. We are so grateful to Skillshare for sponsoring this week's episode of A Few Things. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators. With more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more, you'll discover countless ways to fuel your creativity, your curiosity, and your career. We are really into the classes with Leah Gorin, who is an illustrator with Roxane Gay on creative writing. Ugh, there's a lot to jump into here. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering a few things, listeners, two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash a few things. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash a few things to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash a few things. Welcome to A Few Things, where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. This show is brought to you by Avakind. Find out more and sign up for a newsletter at avakind.com. And leave us messages, 833-AVAKIND. Something we are extremely excited about these days is the book we wrote that we've been talking about forever. It's called Work Wife. It's about the power of female friendship to fuel successful businesses. And it comes out on March 5th. You can pre-order it at avakind.com, your favorite indie bookstore, or wherever else books are sold. Follow it on Instagram and probably some other social media platforms too at WorkWifeHQ. That's where you'll find info on upcoming events. And tune into this podcast where for the months of February and March, we'll be bringing you real talk from some of the workwives who inspire the crap out of us. We are here with two of my favorite people in the entire world. Mine too. Oh my gosh. Um, Andrea Oliveri and Nicole Vecchiarelli, the founders of Special Projects. Hi guys. Hi. Hi. Um, we are so excited to have you here talking about your work-wife relationship. Can you start by telling us your meet cute? Um, Dre, you, you tell the story. Okay. Um, I still remember it really specifically for some reason more because the reason why I knew I really liked Nicole from the minute she walked in was because she had a 
giant gold nameplate that said <laughs> Nicole and also huge door knocker earrings at the same time. <laughs> I feel like and, that's still the look. I was going to say, like, cut like to, a, like, 15 years later, nameplate door knockers are still on today. That combo just really did it for me in a way that I was like, <laughs> I know I'm going to like this girl. And I... I was working at Details and Nicole was working at Teen Vogue and she came in for me to interview her to be the entertainment editor. And we had kind of circled around each other for like years and years because we had a bunch of mutual friends in common. But that was the first time we actually met. And then we sat down and kind of started chatting about the job and what it entailed. And then within probably 15 minutes of talking about the job. We went into Nicole's relationship with her boyfriend <laughs> and went into my personal life and a million other things and Christmas presents and travel and other things that had nothing to do with work. And I was like, I think that's why we need to work together because this girl is someone who's kind of amazing and I want to sit next to her every day. So I hired her and I definitely remember the first day that she came to work. I just assumed she was coming probably around 9. And then it was like 9.30, 10, 10.30. And I was like, wait, is this the time that we agreed on? Did I get the day wrong? What's happening? And then she kind of came in at like 11 and put her stuff down. and was like, hey. And I was like, oh, I guess maybe I need to be more specific with what's going to happen in our professional relationship. Um, and then for the rest is history. That was we just kind of became really, really, really close friends from the get go and always really realized our differences really from the minute that we started working together because in so many ways we're the same but in so many ways we're so different but it was that like first inclination of us having a working relationship that I think I felt that we would be like a perfect balance to work together. I feel like I hadn't realized it until right now but you guys were sort of instant work wives like there it was like it was like personal professional immediately for you two. It's true I think like for especially because for Dre she maybe never had had anybody that she worked with that did the same thing that she did. So we like kind of spoke the same language professionally and like the whole idea of like celebrity wrangling is such a like specific weird art and has all many, like so many like little isms to it. And so I think that was like a nice for her and nice for me. And also then we got along so well, but yeah. And then we were also like, as you know, in kind of a strange work environment in some ways. And so we kind of bonded together through that too. But yeah, I think we kind of were insta insta work wives. I was there to witness that you were. I was yeah. gonna say, it feels like we're leaving out a key yeah, totally. point of this. I worked with these two <laughs> when they like bond, formed their work wife bond and it was really magical to you watch. You were kind of like our work <laughs> baby. Yeah. Totally. Totally. 100%. I feel like I also remember our like kind of break up cute story because I still remember exactly where I was in that moment. And now I live in L.A., and whenever I drive down Santa Monica Boulevard, I remember the exact place we were in in a car when Nicole told me she was going to leave. Oh, my God. And I still, <laughs> this day, am traumatized because it was literally like if your boyfriend says you're breaking up, and she was like, I I'm going to go work at InStyle, I think. And I like <laughs> my heart stopped, and I was like, wait, I think I heard that wrong. What are you talking about? But I still, to this day, remember exactly when that happened. Did you cry, Dre? 
No, I think I just went completely out of body. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, this isn't happening. I'm going to get this back. I'm going to explain to her why that's such a bad idea. She's going to believe me. It's all going to be fine. But I'm going to fight for this. didn't happen. <laughs> so what was your relationship? I think like any good relationship, the break had to happen for us to come together and realize we were meant to be. It feels like there's some therapy that went into that answer. <laughs> so what were the intervening years like between working together at Details and then starting special projects? What was your relationship like then? So that was about, I guess there was maybe eight years between that. Um, and we were continued to be super tight friends mm -hmm. and like close confidants in terms of what we did professionally too, because I think that we sort of maintained that that same trajectory where we understood what the other person did maybe better than other people could, and we were able to give each other like good advice. And um, but we were also just really tight, and mm -hmm. like that was you know, it was sort of in that period that we met our respective husbands, and I had my first baby, and like that was, and we moved near each other, and we just were like very very close friends um and can you describe what it was you got like professionally what it was you guys were doing mm -hmm. then and then and what you do now at special projects so i i left as as, as Dre said her ptsd um that you i left abandoned I, I, I abandoned her to go to instyle and i was an editor there for for four years and during that time dre was still an editor at details and then I went to, I started this magazine called Du Jour, and around that same time, Dre decided to kind of like get out of the like, reg, you know, the full-time editor magazine fray and sort of start freelancing on her own. And this idea, like she sort of planted this seed where she was able to freelance and sort of keep doing the work that we'd always done, but doing it for multiple people. And so... Nicole was at her job and, and killing it and doing an amazing job at DuJour and really like kind of combining all the skills that she had honed at all these different jobs in an incredible way because she really knew the creative side of things so can really weigh in on like art direction and photography and then still book the celebrities and was just having such like incredible coups of the types of people that she was getting on the cover. And simultaneously, I was kind of dipping a toe in the water of like, what would it look like to book for digital entities? And at the time I was working for details, I took on working for Yahoo Style and collaborating with them on like talent booking across their various verticals. And then I took on working for WSJ, the Wall Street Journal magazine. And that was a great experience of like really collaborating with the editor in chief and building something from the ground up as far as what type of talent we were helping tell the media brand story. And then it just started becoming more and more apparent that there was just so much opportunity in this space to do this across brands, whether it were media brands or lifestyle or fashion brands, paid opportunities, unpaid opportunities, but the celebrity world and the media world was shifting and, and evolving so quickly. And I felt like the benefit was we were really on the ground floor to understand how to do so many of these different things, to have had 20 plus years relationships in this business with talent. And that the thing that was missing from my freelance life was really having a partner to kind of build this out in a bigger, broader way. So even if you try to eat really, really healthy and be on top of all your fruits and vegetables and all that goodness, um, like we like we do over here, I mean, when we're not you know eating the fancy snacks, which we tell ourselves are healthy, um, it can be good to add a daily vitamin to the mix. And now at the top of the year feels like the time when a lot of people are thinking about that. So our recommendation is Ritual. 
which we are dubbing the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Rituals Essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough of in their diets, even if we're trying our very hardest and all of them are in their purest, cleanest form. There are no shady additives or ingredients that actually do more harm than good. For anybody who's an obsessive label reader, all of Rituals vitamins are vegan-free, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free. And their sources are 100% out there for the entire world to see, um, which is really nice. You just poke around their website and it's all there. You just take two easy capsules for nine nutrients you need to build a stronger foundation for better health. From D3 to omega-3, Ritual Essentials for Women fills the gap in a woman's diet, all with minty fresh flavor and no fishy aftertaste, which many of you have been trying to take omega-3s in the past. That can be a real struggle. <laughs> Ritual is delivered and the subscription is super easy to start. You can also snooze it if you fall behind or realize um, you've got a lot of travel coming up and can't be can't uh, bring yourself to pack vitamins. It's only a dollar a day to have all the essential nutrients your body needs delivered every month. Better health does not happen overnight. Start your year or your February or your March with Rituals Essentials for Women, a smart step that helps create a healthy foundation for 2019 and beyond. They also have a prenatal option if anybody out there is trying to conceive or is currently expecting. It is made to deliver the essential nutrients from DHA to folate that a woman needs at every stage of her pregnancy. So yeah, check out Ritual. Visit ritual.com slash a few things to start your ritual today. That's ritual.com slash a few things. Again, ritual.com slash a few things. What made you want a partner? I was like lonely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was really, I was, I feel like at the time, Nicole and I lived around the corner from each other in Fort Greene and I didn't have an office space and I was working out of my house and I would be like at the kitchen island and I would be in the dining room and we had this like amazing apartment and I would kind of be there by myself most days and like waiting for my husband to get home from work because I wanted to play me and I wanted to be able to <laughs> hang out with. Um, but also I really felt like I needed someone's partnership as far as like making decisions together. And I was trusting my gut enough to know that there was something there, but I knew I needed someone else that I trusted to bounce all these ideas off of. And I, and Nicole had just had her second child and we were very much like really spending a lot of time in the neighborhood together and really talking through like, you know, that thing that you do that I think at that life stage we were at in our like mid to late thirties of what life do we want? What do we want out of our life? How do we see our professional life going and what can we build together that can set us up for like a future that is, you know, both financially stable in a changing industry, but also something that we're really going to like get joy and excitement out of doing because we're going to be able to like do something that feels different at the right time in the right way. So Dre, you live in LA now, but were you guys living to get, were were you living in New York when you guys started special projects? No, she, no, we, when we first had that, those first conversations, we were both in New York, but special projects like officially took off. Like we started talking about it in the process, like while she was moving out to LA and spending time there. But it, when we officially started the business, she was already there. And that was actually her moving there ended up being like one of the solidifying things that made it feel like this is the time. Cause actually 
it wasn't the idea of us being separate wasn't like a turnoff. It was like, oh, well, her being in L.A. and me being in New York actually seemed like a really smart and like viable business decision. And so that felt like the perfect moment. Because you were straddling two markets yeah. at that point. And re- yeah. two, the two most crucial right. markets for what for what we do. Right. Did you have any fears, though, about what it would be like to work together on opposite coasts? Not really. It didn't feel super, the idea didn't feel super foreign because I think at least in both of our careers and definitely in mine, I spent so much time in LA. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like it's like this alien, you know, place that it's like, I I don't totally get it or understand it or know it or know people there or know the lay of the land. So I could picture it like Mm -hmm. really well. And, um, and I also knew, you know, Dre was making this big move, but like her family, her ties, like so much in New York, like it didn't really feel like it was such a, like, such a bold, you know, irreversible thing. It felt like, okay, I'm going to be there. She's going to be here. It's going to be. It, it's it'll like be. you're based in these places. Yeah. What about your interpersonal dynamic made sense to partner? Um, besides, you know, Dre wanting someone to talk to. Why Nicole? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there was just no question that we trusted each other yeah. more than really anybody <clears throat> else that we felt like we'd been in a similar work situation with or had. And the fact that we had become close friends and also worked really well together in the past kind of made it feel somewhat obvious that it would work out. But I feel like the trust thing was sort of the most crucial. And I know it sounds so obvious, but also in the midst of all of it, like also keep in mind that we were in the middle of like the beginnings or not even the beginnings of like a real crisis in our industry, right? So we were like trying to advise each other and help each other and like, how are we going to navigate this as women who are really just in the middle of our careers and that we want to like continue to, you know, evolve and not kind of like go down with the ship. And we were using each other as like a, you know, as life raft that was, you know, really um, useful and smart. And so it just kind of felt obvious like there wasn't a lot of like pros and cons and oh shit what would be the good thing about doing this with Dre what would be the bad thing about Mm -hmm. doing this with Dre um I think there was almost like a real understanding that it actually was a wife scenario so it was almost like the any like hesitation or like you know sort of additional thought that need to go into is like am I prepared to make this commitment that is like really for life, you know, and, and I don't want to let this person down. And like, is that, am I totally ready to do it? Which obviously like I was and she was too, but, but I think it was pretty like just a kind of obvious fit. Yeah. I mean, in watching and seeing your friendship, it was, it was clear that you guys had, were already really committed to each other. I think I saw in Nicole too, I think when you know your friend so well and you know yourself so well, I think you see how someone's personality traits and tendencies really complement yours. And I think in all the ways that I felt maybe a little intimidated or a little insecure of the idea of having my own business, like people would say, oh, you have your own business. And I say, no, 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 I'm freelance. Like I don't have a business. I don't run a business or own a business, but ostensibly that's what I was doing. But I think I really needed the confidence in the partnership in order to really solidify and make official what it was I was about to do. And I think in so many ways, there were parts of me that I thought like, oh God, I don't want to go on pitch meetings or new business meetings, or I don't want to have to go out every night. But I was like, oh, but Nicole does. (laughs) That kind of works out really well because she really filled in a lot of the blanks that I thought I could potentially have. What are the things that you guys do both think the same about or like like to do the same that make it work? I think we're really fair. Yeah. And I think we're really respectful 
And I think we like to run our business in that way. I think we're really honest and we're really transparent with all our clients and, and with our team and with each other. And I think we we feel like in this business for what we do, like kind of your word is everything and your relationships are everything. And I feel like there are certain people I feel in the food chain who say like, well, I don't need to call that publicist back or that studio back or that agent. And they have like a very pompous way of looking at the players and who matters and who doesn't. But I feel like we are super democratic in the way that we look at things because we've been in this long enough that we know the person who could come in for a meet and greet tomorrow that you spend an hour with could be an A-list movie star by next year. So I think in that way, we're like very respectful of everyone that we work with. We always return every email. We always take every call. We really entertain every possibility. And we really try and like help each other out and all our our contacts out in a way that we feel like we need to try and, you know, preserve this, you know, reputation and these relationships that we've worked so hard to build for so many years. I love that. I think it's so important. It's like you you can be totally different and have different strengths, but you have to have the same basic standards of like how you can business and yeah. how you are as a person and that that like that has to be on the same page even if everything else feels like you guys are doing different things or have different strengths. What are your different strengths to speak to that? Dre is definitely like, she has a better strength at sort of being, she knows how to really like drill down in like a more micro way than I necessarily have the ability or patience to, but in a way that's like super necessary to deliver to um, like not just for the end results, but like for our clients. Um, and I think, you know, I think that there's something about that where like it kind of eggs me on. Like I kind of want to most of the time, like I want to please her because yeah. I recognize that that's diff not it's not necessarily who I am. And I like that it kind of pushes me in that in that direction. So that's why I feel like it, it works well. Um, we talk about that all the time. Yeah. You know? How, like the yeah, like yeah. the making each other better of like I have a certain standard that and so like Claire has that standard now right. too, and vice versa. Even right. if I didn't before, but it's like because it's she has high standards about different things than I do. Right. It's like we all become better. Yes. In the process. Dre, what about you? What would you yeah. say about Nicole? I would think Nicole's not like a psycho like I am. <laughs> Like a That's a strength. strength of hers. Do you or like how I called it micro lunatic. about details? And then she that um, she just called it psycho. psycho. Um, no, I feel like I Nicole is calm in every single situation. And I think I get um I get a little emotional sometimes or I get a little you know, everything affects me because I take it really, really, really seriously. So if we pitch a new client and I worked really hard at it and I know we'd be perfect and we might not get the piece of business, I'm shame spiraling for seven days because I did something <laughs> wrong and why didn't it happen? It's probably the I dress you wore. Nicole yeah. And talk about it after I talk to my dad, after I talk to my husband, after I talk to 97 people already because I want to spare her from the insanity. But... I think personality wise, we just balance each other out really well in that way because I'm I'm a bit more 
Claire and she's mm -hmm. a bit more Erica. And definitely the breakdown here. <laughs> definitely the breakdown. Um, those are the parts that work really, really, really well for us. And I think in the same way, like we rub off on each other. I feel like Nikki is like amazing at like speaking to anyone and has no fear and is completely unintimidated. And I'll say like, no way, like we can't talk to that person or think we can pitch that business yet. And she's like, absolutely we can. And then we'll go into the meeting and I feel like she might get nervous. And then I'm like running with it of like, oh, of course I got this. Yeah. Because <laughs> so you practice in the mirror, the presentation totally. like three times. <laughs> and studied <laughs> on the plane for <laughs> seven hours and made like note cards and flashcards <laughs> and all of it. Um, but in that way, I feel like that's also why we work so well together is because someone always needs to be making a spreadsheet and a to-do list and over-preparing and bullet points and someone else actually needs to be thinking and riffing and experiencing and like learning. And I feel like when you combine those two, that's what like creates a really good recipe for success. I mean, I will say that it's also worth saying, like, obviously, you know, every, I want the takeaway to be that it's like also positive and also good, but some like we had this conversation when we were together in LA last or the time before where we're like, we sort of articulated for the first time or recognized that like, sometimes we egg each other on in a way that's not necessarily always the best. Like yeah. we like, we, we sort of like, oh, we get a little cracky with each other because we just are super like ambitious and we want to work really hard. And then we're maybe in this idea of like trying to please the other and trying to like keep going, keep going. We're like, are we running ourselves into the ground? You yeah. know, because we, um, we, never want to say no, you know, and yeah. we, um, and, and I think that's what, you know, is I wouldn't change anything about that, but, but it's like a game of chicken almost sometimes. Yeah. 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 This week's episode of a few things with Claire and Erica is brought to you by Skillshare. Are you looking to discover a new passion, start a side hustle or gain new professional skills? Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving. Um, one of the things we're super psyched about that Skillshare is offering, um, are classes with illustrators and painters and I don't know, people who are just going to like get our creative juices super flowing <laughs> for the next couple of months, you should check out this class with Leah Gorin, who's this amazing illustrator. It's called Illustration and Inspiration, Keeping a Sketchbook, which feels like something people really set out to do, but struggle to actually execute on um, how to make this a daily habit. What, what do you actually put in a sketchbook? I don't know. How do you like make this a thing? Um, and she is the perfect guide. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for a few things listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. Yep, Skillshare is offering a few things with Claire and Erica listeners, two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. That's classes with Leah, like we said, with Roxanne Gay on creative writing. They're just, there's like classes on arm knitting. I don't know. There's a lot, a lot, a lot to dive into here. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash a few things. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash a few things to start your two months now. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash a few things to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash a few things. Can't wait for you to try it out. One thing that I'm so fascinated by that you guys do is you have, you've hired people on both coasts and they work for both of you, but one, like, one of you is obviously doing the day-to-day -day management. How do you guys handle that? I basically like to manage everyone. No matter <laughs> I was just waiting for Psycho to like to, to just chip in right there. She's got the nanny cam on the New York office. I actually feel like, okay, everyone's still laughing. Um, 
I I do think like I actually am a really good manager because I like, enjoy managing people and I enjoy nurturing people and I feel like in my career it's something that I actually took a lot of pride in is to like work with someone and look at what they're good at and help develop them in a way that is not only beneficial for the company that they're working for but also for them as individuals throughout their career and I feel like the mentorship process is something that is really important to me and something that I really think about a lot. So I think just by design, like it's constantly something that's in the back of my head of like, what should we do for our assistant or really wanting to give like positive feedback to someone on our team who did a really good job or thinking about like what can be a long-term project for someone else on our team because I think they'd really excel at a certain area of like business development or something of that nature. So I think just by personality-wise, I think that's something that like I enjoy and that I like and that I feel like I've done a lot of throughout my career. Um, and I think we both genuinely like really like people and we always say like the next version of what should be an arm of our company is like human resources because we really do love giving people like work advice and helping like match people with different companies and different people that we feel they would get along with really well. So I think just by the general nature, I feel like I I do a little bit more of it in a formal way because I think Nicole is an amazing manager, but I think she's a bit more hands-off and I like to be a little more buttoned up. But I also think we've had like an interesting situation where both um, all the people on our team kind of travel back and forth between mm. New York and LA for different situations. And Alex, who works with us, works really closely with Nicole in New York and Allison, who works with me in LA. And we had an event that we were at and we decided that Alex and I were going to go home early and Allison and Nicole were going to do the late shift. So Alex and I went and got tacos and ended up like back at the house we were staying at and put on our pajamas and ended up like staying up late and laughing and talking and joking and watching all these dumb YouTube videos. And Nicole and Allison were at the Chateau finishing up this party and ordered room service and did their whole thing. And then like the next day we were both like a little giddy that we had like super fun <laughs> date nights with like the With the opposite person. one. It was like a wife swap. <laughs> it totally was a wife swap. And then we were like, oh my God, it was so fun. And I was like, Alex had so much fun too. And she's like, Allison and I. <laughs> but it was just interesting to kind of have those moments. And I think it really made us realize as much as we each have like our people based on the geography of where they work it's really actually nice to like shuffle the deck and make sure we spend alone time with all our staff so yeah. we really have time to like get to know each other on that level i will say too like and i do think this i guess plays into like the value system that we share i think we take having employees like really really mm -hmm. really seriously i think that like when we started this and like made the jump and people were like, oh, you're crazy to leave this full-time thing and like, you know, 20 years of this career, you know, in more institutionalized places and like, you know, two kids and whatever. I never felt afraid. Like I, I really truly never felt afraid. And obviously a big part of that was Dre and like, just, I think we had this vision and, you know, I just had so much confidence. And the first time I felt really afraid was when we like signed paperwork for Alex to be full time, and I was mm -hmm. like, "Wow, I am responsible for another person, like getting for their livelihood." Yeah, and yeah. I like it. I had a real like little mini panic attack about it, and like it's and I think that that's part of the reason why, even though it is a little clunky, that like some you know 
one of us is in LA, one of us is in New York, some of the teams there, some of the teams here, sometimes it's interchangeable, sometimes the one in New York is working with Dre on this thing, and you know, whatever it is, like, I think fundamentally it ultimately works is because I do think that even though I'm sure they have, you know, their occasional gripes, like, I think they do feel genuinely cared for because mm-hmm. we, like, take it really seriously. The like subplot here is that Dre was Erica's first know, real yeah. boss and, and my and my best boss. Yeah. Well, and it's also oh, just like a time you period. That. <laughs> Don't even with that bow. <laughs> but Erica will always like I, not as much these days because no, I feel but like, it, but especially in the early days of Avakine when we would hire people or just like have interns and things wouldn't be done to to their stand to standards. Erica would do so much when I worked for Dre. <laughs> when I worked for Dre, I would that would always and I and it was like that was a constant refrain and it was just like so clear that that what you said is true Dre you do really care about like management and nurturing and training and all of that and I will say ditto whenever while we were hiring it was like well we just we just need an Erica (laughs) (laughs) I can hear it it. okay can we talk about logistics for a second of your New York LA relationship how how are you communicating on a day-to-day basis? Like, what is what are your touch points? How are you checking in? I mean, it's kind of, it is like all things all the all time. time. There yeah. really is no sort of super like streamlined way in which yeah. it works. And I think it's like text, phone, yeah. email, Slack, and every combination thereof. Like <clears throat> At it, all hours. At, it kind of at all times. Like yeah. there's, you know, I, I it's sort of, I mean, text is obviously like a big part of it when it's sort of I'm at home and I know, or I'm at home and I know she's in, in the office or yeah. vice versa. Mm-hmm. And, but we like, you know, we're on text chain just between the two of us, we're text chain between three of us, four of us, five of us. And like, that's like a big way. And then we like dial into the conference line and then we, um, but then I'll just call her. Usually like, that's where like the friend part of it yeah. comes And it's like, when something happens, it's kind of like the first person that you want to talk to mm-hmm. about it. So it's like, then I call her and then we like break it down and like, maybe we'll talk a little shit and like, mm-hmm. we'll, you know, workshop and then we'll kind of get into, so there isn't always like an agenda. Um, it's be- So we're kind of just like communicating all the time. And when, yeah. when there's are those days that you're just too busy and we don't really talk, yeah. you really feel it. Like yeah. You, yeah. you definitely really feel it. And sometimes it's unavoidable. Like three hours is actually a significant time difference. Like sometimes it's hard to to keep up to with each up. other. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are and the... I have a permanent list on my desk that's called to tell Nicole <laughs> writing things down on all that's day amazing. long just to make sure I don't forget. Um, what are the things business-wise that you two workshop a lot? I think that we, the thing that requires the most workshopping yeah. and the most sort of back and forth and um, is is money. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. is really, um, what are we going to charge for this? Or like, you know, how should we address this issue? Or like, how do we, you know, quantify this specific scope that's different than anything we've ever done? And, you know, we have like part of the reason why our business is working is that it's kind of this new-ish, you know, thing and that we're kind of merging lots of different worlds, all of which have been like disrupted in their own respective ways. But so we're not like following like a there's no blueprint that's like, okay, you're this kind of agency. This would be typical like in terms so sometimes it's So you're booking like magazines, you're booking conferences, you're booking campaigns, you're doing brand work. There's like so many different kinds of things that working and sometimes it's new that like not that these things happen at all, but that an agency like ours would be used as part of it. And so we really like we really have to talk that through. That's like a decision that like 
we could never make, uh, one of us could never make without the other, you know? Sometimes, like, we will workshop things and it's almost, like, because we feel like we should, but we kind of know what the other's going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is one thing that, like, is always required, I think. How was it having those conversations around money or how, like, what roles do you both play in those conversations? It's still really hard. Yeah. It's still really hard. I think that um, there's, I think that we have, we're, you know, we're bold and we have a lot of confidence and, you know, we certainly don't undersell it. I and mean, we have a lot of like resources that we go to that sort of like help. But sometimes it's like, you're, we're not, we weren't trained to do it, you sure. know? Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like a bit of a learning, you know, a, an ongoing learning. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you come at it, I don't know if it's just like a, work wife thing as opposed to a work husband thing, but you're kind of like a little afraid or is that too much or is that too bold and all that kind of thing that you try to like not be that person, but you kind of sort of can't help it. And I think just like generally, like I think it's just feels awkward to talk about money. Yeah. And we don't, we don't have issues about money between us. That's never been a problem. I think sometimes we try and let each other know that we can spend money on things like we're both generally conservative when it comes to our expenses and things with the company and how much we should spend on rent and salaries and all the the lines that you have as, you know, business owners. But I think sometimes we're like, that's okay. We can afford to have that party and we can definitely (laughs) buy that gift and we could like furnish the office in that way. And like, it's okay because I think we both want to try and like, you know, help be as, like fiscally responsible as possible. But I think it's just, I think we find it hard sometimes. It's just like the thing that we dread doing the most is having to like deal with the financial side of things. But that was also one of the first, not like hires you made, but like things you did was bring someone in externally, right? To help sort of handle that stuff, which I think is something we've found to be so, um, like empowering, empowering, or yeah, yeah, and just like and and change has changed the dynamic for us when there's something where we both just don't feel equipped to do it to just say like, hey, we can bring some, we can bring a third in here, yeah, um, yep. and and get an outside perspective on it. Sometimes it just feels yeah, like that third is you the guys, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, our third is a is a grown up, but I feel like it's like sometimes <laughs> it just feels like that's the grown up in the room because they're just so much more comfortable, fluent in that mm-hmm. like negotiation and language and it's just like there's something reassuring about somebody who can like confidently be like oh duh like yeah do that it's ask for that and then you can go confidently and do it exactly yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. um this was wonderful thank Thank you you both for doing this so much oh my gosh that's the show if you liked this episode you will love our book work wife out march 5th it can be purchased on ofakind.com your friendly local bookstore anywhere else books are sold also write us a goodreads review This has been a production of Dear Media. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. Follow us at Of A Kind on Instagram and Twitter and like our Facebook page. If you have ideas or requests for the show, email them to a few things at ofakind.com. To advertise on the podcast, that's advertising at ofakind.com. Our intro music, Butterfield East, is written and performed by the Soulful Saints, and we are recording at Alex's house. So you know how we've been asking everybody to call and leave us messages at 833-OF-A-KIND? Well, people have been doing it. You guys have been leaving amazing messages and we wanted to start playing some of them at the end of the show. So here goes. And please leave us more messages. We love them. Hi, Claire and Erica. Uh, Congratulations on your voicemail. This is very exciting. I just listened to the podcast today where you talk about treadmill TV, which is a topic I'm very passionate about. In fact, when we bought our house, my husband installed a TV in front of our treadmill as a prize for me because I love my treadmill TV 
so much. Um, anyways, I have a few suggestions for you. First and foremost, Pretty Little Liars. I know it goes against a lot of Claire's rules for Treadmill TV, um, namely that it's very exciting and it's hard to tear yourself away from, but more importantly, it's exactly 40 to 42 minutes for every episode, which I think is perfect for Treadmill TV. So give it a shot. You won't be disappointed. I think it's the perfect show for trading for a half marathon, which is what I did. Um, after that would be Jane the Virgin. A little more intelligent, but also equally exciting and dramatic, and a little bit shorter. Those would be my top two picks. I won't keep you any longer. Love your show. Love your site. Love you guys. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators. With more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more, you'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and career. And you know how we love lifelong learning. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering a few things with Claire and Erica listeners. Two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash a few things. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash a few things to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash a few things.